Welcome to a tale of two rivals, a fantasy football podcast put on by your three-peat, go-with-your-gut champion, and a always runner-up, just happy I made the playoffs, numbers-obsessed, spreadsheet-loving nerd to find some sort of consensus to bring to you, our fantasy football listener, who am I joined by? You're joined by at FF underscore Spaceman, Dave Wright, and Todd. What a way to come back this week with three freaking episodes, baby. I am pumped to be here. Three episodes, you say? Oh, I should explain the new format. So if you're listening to this one, this is actually the third episode we've recorded tonight. Uh, definitely go back and check out Dave's takes. It also has our ever-popular question of the day. And then you can go check out my takes, which are very, very ranty and entertaining uh, this week. So. This is our weekly advice column. Uh, so this is where you're looking for your week two moves. So, David, give that first tip for week two. I'm actually pretty disappointed. Before I get into my tips here, Todd, that you just you just like revealed who Oz is. You, the man behind the curtain. They don't know that we're recording this on the same night. This could be all different nights. What, if, Todd? <sighs> Oops. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's how the sauce is made here. At least hey, one. When I was a little kid, this is how I used to like get out of trouble. I used to sing, "People make mistakes." <laughs> I wonder if it works in my thirties. Okay. Well, all right. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not. All right. All right. <clears throat> all right. So, tips one. Tip one for spaceman here is do a price check on Chris Godwin. Uh, that fumble at the goal line was a pretty rough look there. That almost cost them the game. But overall, 30% target share on 14 freaking targets for 105 receiving yards and a touchdown. Almost the second one, which I just mentioned, was downright exciting. Now, that 30% target share, that's like we're talking about when everyone was talking about the heyday of wide receivers like five, six years ago when you had these wide receivers that were difference makers week in, we got Julio Jones in, in his prime. A.J. Green in his prime, DeAndre Hopkins recently, Devontae Adams last year. Those players separate, those wide receivers separate from the rest of the field. That's what a 30% target share does. And that's what's impressive there for, for Chris Godwin. Now, now I'm going to tap the brakes here because, yeah, week one, uh, all this stuff, you know, not, don't overreact because there will be Mike Evans weeks. There will be Antonio Brown weeks in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady likes to spread the ball around. But... That kind of target domination combined with his size, speed, athleticism, and he looks healthy. That was a big concern for him last year with the finger injury and some nagging injuries overall. He looked healthy, and I think he's still reasonably acquirable because of the gluttony of wide receivers around that area. Now, this is also saying the guy who had Chris Godwin as shakily, now with a little, with very little confidence, but last offseason, two offseasons ago, I had him as my wide receiver one in Dynasty. That did not play out well, and it, it was it was bad. That being said, we saw his talent at, at times last season, but that's that's the Chris Godwin that I think is there for him if he was ever to have less target competition. Now, mind you, a piece of this Tampa Bay offense is exciting. They're going to score a lot of points with Tom Brady. Uh, I am willing to use these type of assets to go and get uh, Chris Godwin. Now you're going to, it's not, you can't do one for one for these. It's this and draft picks, the, multiple pieces, but this is just players that I'm looking to. Waddle, Claypool, Terrace Marshall, Devonta Smith. Uh, I would trade down from, uh, 
I almost said Riley Ridley, uh, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, Elijah Moore, and Deontay Johnson are all pieces that I would be willing to involve in deals for Chris Godwin. And this is, mind you, maybe people who have him were the loyalists who were high on him already, or maybe they couldn't, after having him ranked highly, they couldn't get out from him in the offseason because his price had fallen so much. I definitely just want to see what people are asking for. If it's top 15 wide receiver prices, happily do so in a heartbeat. I think he's got top eight or nine wide receiver rest of the season for sure. And then what? who knows what happens in free agency next year. Okay, I would definitely move those pieces for Godwin. Initially, I was like, nah, I'm like, yeah, that, that target sure gets you horny. That's nice. I actually think the buy here is Evans. Always undervalued. Had a down week in a shootout. Somebody's pissed. And he's been one of the most consistently productive wide receivers in the week. Yeah, he's going to be a boom boss week to week, but he'll just win you some matchups just straight up. Yeah, I mean, I think Godwin is the better player, and I think you're going to see more consistency out of that. But I think Evan's just the better buy. All right, my first tip of the week. Start Melvin Gordon. So I get that if you listen to uh, my take episode, I just told you to sell him. I still believing that. But my point being is that he's going to eat against the Jags. He's going to absolutely eat. They made Mar- Mark Ingram look like the Hall of Famer he is. <laughs> All right? But, um, oh, that's an oldie but goodie, Todd. Oh, yeah. That's an oldie but goodie. Yeah, so... But my point uh, is, is that, like, yeah, he was on the lower end of, like, the carries with J-Will. J-Will had 14, and, like, Gordon had 11, but I think both are going to feast in that game, honestly. I think he's a must-star as an RB2 or as a flex. Well, you're absolutely loaded at running back. And I play in a bunch of leagues with, like, in, in our listener league, we start three running backs. In some other leagues, we have, like, four flexes. I, I If you're in a league like that, Melvin Gordon's got to find a way into your lineup, man. I, I just, I so believe in him this week. And then off the back of those two, st- those two performances, trade him to whoever believes in him. Thoughts, David? Uh... I didn't realize people had Melvin, Go- Melvin Gordon still rostered. That's my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, you should. I mean, if you don't have Melvin Gordon rostered, like if he was available, that's insane. Oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I just, he's right. is on zero. You know how I do my running backs. He's on zero squads. 100% though, dude, end of the day, like you have to look at Melvin Gordon and as a legit player early on because that's how easy the, the, the Broncos schedule is. And might I add, this is another thing to keep in mind with the Broncos and Javante Williams for that matter, because I think Javante Williams is the guy who invests in their first four games and their last four games. So we're talking how to start the season and how to how to go win a title is juicy for Denver. I highly recommend to make part of your process look at the first four games of the year and those last four games of your season. That's where you're going to get a lot of value out of your players. David? I do like how you navigate the values in, especially in redraft. I think you do a really good job with that. I really like how you worded your advice, Todd, as usually people are like, oh, sell high, sell high on Melvin Gordon. But you said actually start him one more time, then sell high. That's kind of my advice for this tip is that after King Henry or Derrick Henry smashes next game, trade him. All offseason, I mentioned the red flags with Henry, his age, potential loss of efficiency in that Titans offense. Uh, because they've been uber efficient the last two years, and the, even in the red zone and scoring, and what just happens if that regresses even a little bit, and then game script can phase him out. It happened a couple of times at big spots last year, 
It happened again in week one. Now, this could be the only time it happens, Todd. This could be the only the game that happens with him. But we see that Arthur Brown is gone. I'm concerned. You know, Mike Vrabel, I'm still not thrilled with him as a coach. I think he's still going to be a very productive player, but I'd rather have the players that can catch the ball and rush the ball to limit chances of these dud games and being phased out. Now, surprisingly, he had a 75 opportunity opportunity share in this game, despite the negative game script. And he even had, I think, four targets, which is a lot for him. But he finishes RB28 with 10.7 PPR points. This is what happens when you have a... Now, mind you, he is incredibly great at scoring touchdowns and racking the things up on the ground, and he he's a he can win you weeks. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a very good player. He's just not the type of running back that I want to roster for this kind of value. I think he has a lot of value still, and I'd be looking to trade him for a different type of player. I love it, man. I absolutely love that. For me, I actually traded Henry in a league where I finished second last year, runner-up, and it was a C2C league. So I couldn't agree more. I traded him straight up for Calvin Ridley, actually. I was really weak at wide receiver for depth, and I was loaded at running back. In fact, I I had uh, Barkley and Kamara on that team, too. I liked Ridley's long-term value much, much, much more than Henry's. And the, the big thing about Henry is you're looking at him to repeat historic numbers. Like, that's not realistic. Like, I do think he holds value that in, like, a repeat effort, but... If you have, like, good running back depth, like, sell him, man. Absolutely. All right. So for my second tip, start Gronk, then trade him. All right. Brady's BFF saw eight targets, hauled in all of them for 90 yards and two scores. Well, he's playing the Falcons next week, so he's a must start. And it looks like uh, a favorite, like, looks like that looks like a favorite to be one of the worst pass defense, if not the worst pass defense in the NFL. So another 70 yards in a TD looks like a pretty solid bet in that matchup. If that help happens, I'm selling him for all he's worth before the week three matchup. People are going to be like, you know, having flashbacks to like when he was a younger man, all that. But I mean, there's so many mouths to feed in Tampa too, man. So I- I'd be selling him high at that point. I'm ready for the Gronk tight end one overall season to happen to put these Kelsey lovers back in their place, and remind them who the best tight end of all time is, Todd. I love seeing Gronk dominate. I think, in all seriousness, though, Todd, he's a top, I think he's a top 12 tight end. I think he is going to be very dependent on touchdown scoring, not going to get a lot of yards, whereas Kelsey, you're going to get receptions, you're going to get yards, and you're going to get touchdowns. Waller, you're going to get all three as well. Kittle, maybe just t- yards and, t- and uh, catches at this point. God, don't get me going on Kittle. Definitely Gronk. I, I'm. I really still like Gronk, and people want to act like he's 45 years old. He's. I think he's like the same age as Kelsey. So now he's probably in tight end year, like in football years, is a lot older than Kelsey based on all the injuries. But we saw Todd what a what Gronk can do, and he when he does. I like Gronk a lot. I'm not selling him. I'm, I'm keeping him. I'm not gonna go get him. But if he's on my squad, I'm keeping him. I just don't agree with that move because I'm gonna max out on an effort off a player like that in a streamable position anyways, when I know that he's going to be, like, inconsistent at times. He's going to be absolutely inconsistent. He's basing this off of, like, two great performances against two terrible defenses. Absolutely not. I'm selling him. Do not keep Gronk. All right, David, I'm pissed at you. That's a terrible take with Gronk. I'm taking, I'm skipping you. I'm keeping the mic, keeping it hot. 
my third tip. Wait for Dave's third tip later. It's not as good anyways. I'm going to give you waiver priorities. I'm going to give you one that's like a more shallow take. And then I'm going to give you one that's a deeper take. So I'm going to go with the deeper one because it's more fun. Farrell Brown, deep pick. 0% ownership in Yahoo. Joku should be gone. Juwan Johnson will be a hot ad with people forgetting about Hill and Trotman. And I love Johnson, and he's a good stash, but I expect people to be overpaying in that situation a lot. Brown was a PFF, so like top-rated tight end for week one for what that's worth. He went for, you know, four for five, first, like four of his five targets for 67 yards, and he ran less routes in Aikens. Massive target at 6'6", 258. He can move, so he looks like he could emerge as a legit red zone offense. And you want to talk about ambiguous? It's like the most ambiguous offense in the NFL. I mean, I'm not really looking to invest heavily in the Houston offense, but you're going to give Brown for free. And I'm, this is more for a deep pick and a deep bench lead. He is a good play. I actually picked him up at noon in uh, my C2C league that Levi runs because I had an empty roster spot. He's a guy I've had my eye on for a little bit, and then he popped. Uh, I didn't expect him to pop in week one, but, you know, he, he had, a, he had a, a lot of good, like, a lot of good talking camp. And he had a good preseason. Then he popped in week one. Definitely a guy worth investing in if you have a deep, deep roster. Middle of the road pick, deeper pick. I'm not going to get too in depth with it. Uh, Cedric Wilson, any third wide receiver on Dallas has value. Uh, it's really just an opportunity-based pick. I'm not like a super big fan of him as a, as a player. If you're looking to get him and you're looking to spend a lot of money, I think that's a mistake. I put in something pretty modest for him. And if you get him, great. Uh, if you don't, you're fine. For my more shallow pick, yes, put your bids on Mitchell. Yes, put your blitz on Clark. Blah, 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 blah. We, everyone sees that. You're going to hear that everywhere. So I'm going to dig just a little deeper. But this is a guy that probably picked up in a lot of leagues, and that's Deontay Harris. I like to tier my claims, too, by value. So, like, I'll actually probably have him somewhere, like, in the middle of the road. And he's my favorite this week as the number two, the default number two wide receiver for the Saints. You know he's an athlete, extremely dangerous return man. So he's got that role until MTN Trey Quarter back off of IR, and that's going to be for a little bit. Uh, he's a little bit of a boom bust play for week to week, but he's got opportunity. He's uber athletic, and the team loves to throw. For me, if I had a hundred dollar budget, I think it'd be safe to put five bucks on on him, maybe even less. Uh, you could get him for, but I, I like him. He's a guy who clearly has a good opportunity for him and has the athleticism to probably take advantage of it. David, any thoughts? Todd, I'm I'm not gonna just besmirch what you just you you threw out there for your third your third tip of the week. Now going to my tip, my last and final tip, I actually they're not I'm actually kind of cheating a little bit here, Todd. And that is because it's more there is some advice here that goes along with it, but it, it's more of a takeaway as well. It's a com- combination here. Number one you mentioned a little bit here, Todd, but Jonathan Taylor getting six targets, I believe it was, or yeah, no, seven targets, six receptions for 60 yards uh, on top of 17 carries, but only for 50 something yards, 56 yards. Not impressive. And honestly, 58.5% opportunity share, not really impressive either as far as a share of that offense as a whole here, but that he was top five in weight opportunities, which is basically it weights. Uh, for fancy importance, targets to rushes, top five. And my biggest 
I I was incredibly high on Jonathan Taylor. Actually, I think you were as well when we did our our when we went through our rankings by position. You might actually have been higher on Taylor than me, uh, or we were very close. But th- it was because I had some doubt without Philip Rivers. We, there, we were a, neck and neck. We were yeah. neck and neck. But Philip Rivers was a was a incredibly talented when it came to targeting running backs out of the backfield. And to see Carson Wentz come out and give Jonathan Taylor seven targets, all my concerns about Jonathan Taylor, despite him, you know, he was only like RB11. He wasn't like a top five RB like I, like I think his talent is top three. But as far, just a huge question mark answered that he's still going to be involved in the passing game now that Phillip Rivers is gone. So my, my point is they p- play the Rams next week, I believe in week two. So check in now if you can. Maybe, probably not the rest time, but maybe after they play the Rams, they they uh, he sees a decrease in value after not having any smash weeks, and he's held out of the end zone again. I'm just saying, keep the pulse on Jonathan Taylor. Incredibly positive. And I just want to say, Amea Culpa, as part of this last tip, Todd, David Montgomery, I was a huge, huge David Montgomery hater. Now, he did have the one big play that really buoyed his, his week, but... And I know Tariq Cohen's out, so it really changes that offense with Tariq Cohen out. But I'm just going to say that my hate for David Montgomery probably went too far because I actually liked him coming out, but seeing how he was used early on and uh, without with Tariq Cohen there was just not right. And then he the this tough schedule, and then he blossomed. I'm just going to say I'm not selling high on David Montgomery. I'm not going out to acquire him. He's a hold for me. If you're looking for a, a sell opportunity. I wouldn't be doing that. I think he's he's going to be a valuable asset moving forward, which is takes a lot for me to say because one of the most vocal players I've been about. But that's what I'm I'm about to I I, I don't I, I can be pigheaded with these kind of things, but I, I I do want to try to take in new information and admit when I'm wrong, like with Josh Allen and, and well the list goes on and on. But that, I just want to say that with David Montgomery. I'm not there with David Montgomery. I'd say so. I totally get it. I, I get where you're coming from. I respect that beast. I, I'm just not there. I'm just only one target, though, Todd. I will say only one target, which was a little troubling. But overall, though, it, it was better than I thought. I was, I was expecting like freaking 30 yards and fi- like 50 yards. Yeah. He's the kind of player that I'm just okay dying on the hill. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like every once in a while, like, you're going to have your mind made up about a guy. You get burned by it. Whatever. That's like one of the guys that you just decided, like, this is where I'm planting my flag and like, just not my dude. That's kind of weird. Planting your flag on somebody not being yours. But you, you get where I'm going for with that. Todd, can I say something really quick? I know I said a lot there. I, I'll tell you something real quick. What's that? Kidding? Sell David Montgomery. He's a freaking sell. I, oh my God, I can't stand him. Sell him. <laughs> that was very Vince McMahon. That was like, that was like so over the top. Like, like, oh my God. That was outrageous. outrageous. I, I tried, Todd. I tried. No, I am pig headed. I do not think he's good. The one big play, and that's it. One target, <laughs> one target. Are you kidding me? No freaking, ta- oh, what's his freaking face there? Tariq Cohen? No Tariq Cohen, only one target? Damian Williams is taking targets from you? Get GTFO. Sell David Montgomery. Did you like how I didn't waver at all? <laughs> I, did, I didn't even flinch on that crap. I was just like, I was like, okay, that seems like a lot for week one in my head. But I'm like, all right, Dave, sure. I'm like, part of your growth process. And then that came out. I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. There's my boy. 
There's my boy. All right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I want stuff. to end with a bang here. I, was... I hope everyone enjoyed week our week one stuff, Todd. We we are personally I'll I'll say this. We are I'm extremely excited how this has gone. We are very invigorated, uh, very excited about how this is going to usually we dread our weekly content at Tale to Rivals. Usually we like we'd come only one episode a month in season because we just there's a lot going into there's a lot of great pods to listen to and we felt like it was an echo chamber for us and we didn't have anything to, to add we feel like there's something to add in this format and we're really excited yeah i love this format i i think it kind of like it gives it gives like steady direction you're gonna get digestible pieces man i i mean i would listen to all three of them but like maybe you're a little bit more day maybe a little bit more me maybe you just want like that weekly piece that's cool man I say listen to them all, but at the very least, there's going to be something for everyone now. So, yeah. All right, David, tell me where you can find you, buddy. Find me at FF underscore Spaceman on Twitter. And give the show a follow at Tale2Rivals.com. New format. If you like it, let us know. We love hearing your feedback. Haven't had a lot of interaction over on uh, as far as Tale2Rivals is concerned. Please let us know. And if you are a loyal listener, please, you know, it's been a while we've asked this. Actually, we, we hardly ever ask this. Please do us a favor and give us a rating review. It, go, it helps us a lot. Uh, really gives us a lot of motivation to keep going. We're going to be really motivated for the in season this year, and we would love to to see your support with DMs, with ratings and reviews, and just well. Thank God football's back, Todd, because the off season was exhausting at times. I missed you. It's been a while. We haven't talked as much. Uh, this was all I could have asked for and more, man. Seriously, I'm not just saying that. This was awesome. No, man, I, I had a long week. We didn't get into personal stuff, but, like, I, I just got a lot going on. Life's good. I have no complaints. Long story short is, man, is that, like, it's just so good to just be on the mic with you, man. You can find me at FF underscore Banterman over at the Twittersphere. You can find my scouting, C2C, Debbie stuff. Going to try to work in some Dynasty stuff because I am legit at that, and I want to share with you people over at IDP, guys. Obviously, you can find me in my normal place in my heart over at Tale of Two Rivals. I would love some reviews. I'd love the content. I mean, my main motivation is being able to hear my own voice on a podcast recording. So, like, you know, either way, I'm good. We love you, people, and we love to hear from you. All right. We out.